You are now listening to For All Nerds Show, a podcast about geek and pop culture from the perspective of people of color. For All Nerds is hosted by DJ Ben Amin and Tatiana Keen Jones. For All Nerds Show is a member of the Loudspeakers Network, where we always say rest in peace to our founder, Combat Jack. For All Nerds Show is powered by our listeners. Everything we do from our podcasts, live events, our website are all independently funded. Please continue to support us through our Patreon page at patreon.com slash for all nerds. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And what's up, y'all? Welcome to the first episode of the decade of the for all nerds. The Voice of the Urban Geek, the podcast where we discuss geek culture from the perspective of people of color, and we are back. Back to the future. It's 2020, y'all. We here. Wild. We made it. Yeah, super wild, y'all. Like, I remember as a kid, like, I could definitely think of year 2000, and that was so effing far off, (laughs) and I was like, that's never gonna happen. But 2020 is like... There's like this uh, Marvel comic, Iron Man 2020, where yeah. it fe- features, they actually released the new issue today, where it features Arno Stark, who is like Tony's great, 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 great grandson, you know? <laughs> okay. And so as a kid, when I used to read that, I'm like, the 2020, <laughs> that's so far. That's like the future. And now it's here. Ain't no Arno Stark either, you know? <laughs> Reality is often disappointing. <laughs> Thanos voice. (laughs) Reality. (laughs) But we are here. It's the For All Nerd Show, like I said before. Oh, wait, I didn't even introduce myself yet. All that talking, I didn't (laughs) introduce myself. Hold on. It's your boy, DJ Ben Amin, a.k.a. Halal Jordan, a.k.a. Toss a Coin to Your Ninja, Charlie Brownish, Lightwork Yagami, Meek Millhouse, Patrick Swaley. Keep that same energon when you see me, A-Bay-Baybacks. Bid Dick Grace and Energy, because that's how we start in all 2020. I love that one forever and ever. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. I like my new one. Toss a coin to your ninja, you know. Toss a coin to, to your ninja. ninja. Oh, Valley of Chicken. Oh, Valley of <laughs> Chicken. chicken. <laughs> Scratch, chicken, cheese. <laughs> so, big, big bang. Oh, true, true, true. Take care of your chicken. Or the Marshall, uh, is that Marshall? Marshawn. Marshawn. Lanchet. Yeah. Lanchet. Who shops at Target? Target. Target. Yes. All right. All right. We getting off track as always. <laughs> Can't even get through the intros. Probably did like five minutes already. But, you know, let me just say happy birthday to my co-host. I'm sure. Thank you, Luna. He will be adding mad sound effects. Yeah, there we go. All (laughs) kind of sound effects right there. Introduce yourself for those who don't know. This is Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as Baptin Ameriba, Dora the Explorer, Melisha, Princess Preach, the Ting of the North, Lambo Calrissian, Lord of Lightsabers, and Beretta Scott King. I saw somebody bless you with that on the social. Yes. Thank you to Hola Carmacito on... 
I wonder, is that a riff off of Ola Ovito? I don't, I don't know. But um, thank you so much. Um, they posted this on my on the Foral Nerds birthday post, mm-hmm. and I was like, I will gladly take that. Thank you. Yes, the thank Ting you. of the North. That is beautiful. Yes, very beautiful. And like I said before, this is the first episode of the For All Nerds show in 2020. The double double twenty dub. I don't know. Whatever. Something. What? Oh, you try oh, the, the the remix of 2020? Yeah. Um, I don't know. But I wanted to add, because I wanted to wait till I was introduced. But like you, yes. when I was kid, like in elementary school, I remember this very vividly because it was sad. Mm-hmm. But I remember it very vividly. And I'll ex- I explain shortly why it was sad. Okay. Our teacher asked us. It was maybe like third grade. They was like, in the year 2020, what you think is going to happen? And... You know, my imaginative ass, I'm like, oh, we definitely having flying cars. Oh, we definitely going to be, like, having holograms and shit. And I didn't say any shit. But also, <laughs> <laughs> I, I also said I don't think there would be a black president. Oh, I said a whole bunch of stuff. Wow. Like that. Yeah. And that's what I said. Now, in <laughs> hindsight, it's very sad. Yeah. And it's wrong. Yep. Um, so most of the stuff we've achieved, except for the flying cars part. Well, we, we kind of flying, flying no, but cars. Not to the degree not, what yeah. I thought. Thank God. Not like Justin's. Yeah, thank God. Yeah. Like we got Yo, enough problems with real cars. Ninjas can't drive on yes. the ground. Ninjas yes. can barely ride a bike. Thank you. Barely <laughs> ride on the the hover. The fake hover bike. I swear but, to God, you know. I've always been the one who feels like there should be more uh like controls. I mean hoverboards for one, but also controls over cars more than there should be over. I mean, we need gun control, but we also need car control. Lord, they give anybody out here. A license. Uh, a license. Like yeah. Anybody. Yeah. It, it ain't even right. Or what we can do is make everyone go through the same test that everyone in New York has to go to. When when I say they will fail you for anything, mm. I felt like SpongeBob in that bitch. I had you know how many times I had to take the wow. test. <laughs> they anything. It's so it's so difficult. That's neither here nor there. But I'm not taking mine. But either. now, but I'm I'm a damn good driver. I drive like Jason Statham. I'm out this bitch. I could be a getaway car driver. See that's the thing. See that's every everybody always thinks that. No, but I'm it's not like, that. Thinks okay, I knows. but the problem is everyone else can't drive like you. So you're thinking right. that they're gonna react like you're oh, gonna no, no, react, no, no. and they won't. The way I learned is you you anticipate what everyone else is gonna do wrong. Yes, and get your ass on the road correctly. So they that's ten to I, fifteen feet away from people, folks. It's a it's, it's it's a lot going on. Yeah, it's a lot that people Just don't be do. Safe. Yeah, be safe out there. You know, we want you to make it into 2030 and everything. So maybe we will have flying cars. So we're done giving driving advice. Uh, <laughs> On the For All Nerds show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how we can make that relate. I am wearing pole position socks right hey! now as we speak. Oh, oh, that's a fire. Thank you very much. Bitch, bitch shouts to GameStop. And y'all uh, oh, current woes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, this, this man, all in the news too. This man Ben, I mean, okay, so he's in Brooklyn. He lives in Brooklyn, as you know. We all live yep. in Brooklyn. This man, just when I say strikes, gold of all gold. <laughs> gold of all gold. And folks. when he told me, this man called me and said, "Joe, I'm at GameStop. I'm grabbing everything." And I, w- the first thing I thought in my head is, finally, the tables have turned. <laughs> I will only pay a quarter <laughs> ration for your shit. Finally, yeah. GameStop is going out of business, or some some of them. They're are they're out taking of L's all over. They're closing like two hundred stores. So if Damn. you are near a GameStop, check them out. They might be going down, and you might be able to come up on a lot of stuff like I did. I came up on, I mean, just ridiculous amount of stuff. The Captain America shield is now mine. This man has a full. And when we say shield, we're not talking about something uh-uh. for your keychain. Oh, I'm cosplaying we're not talking this about year. Desktop. We're talking about a full size. Chris Evan probably held this shit tight. Captain American Shield. Yo, you know what I was thinking is, and actually, shout outs to everybody out there. Maybe somebody can help me with this. I know we got a lot of talented people. I was thinking about getting it painted red, black, and green. 
Oh, for the color of the uh, Pan-African flag? Yo. The Wakandan, red, black, like the Yo. colors that they use in the Spider-Man PS4 for their flag, that red, black, and green for that? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. With the with the Black Star? Oh. oh. Black Star liner? Oh, because you're going to cosplay? I'm going to do it next, next NYC. I mean, you know, if I get the shield painted, I'm just going to walk around with that shield. Okay. That alone will be my cosplay. All right. Any, any, <laughs> any like crafters or, or cosplay people out there who, you know, know how to do like the arts and crafts and all that stuff, hit us up, man, because, oh, that would be lovely. But I mean, pretty much, I would say since the beginning, I've seen him cosplay at NYCC, all his stuff has been custom. Like, you know, like it's, you haven't just necessarily just went out there and bought something. Like you actually had something no, made. No, I, 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 I like made to do a little yourself. something. Yeah, yeah, little something. You know, I'm not yeah. a I'm not a professional by any means. Yeah. And shout out to everybody who has been helping me through the years. You know, achieve these ill cosplays. But yeah, uh, I love to do it. And yeah. I think the red, black, and green shield. I want it glossy, just like it's glossy right now, but yeah. just red, black, and green. That would be fire. That would be, be fire for sure. Yeah, so like I said before, if you are near GameStop, check them out because they are taking L's and you can come up. <laughs> I'm about to go get another controller real quick. This man has all the socks yeah. for like $2. <laughs> yeah. Like socks that are normally like $15, $10, $15. Came $2. This man, when I say he took a picture, I don't even know he posted it. Oh, no, he posted it on his stories. Yes. This man was sitting in gold stocks worth of stuff. So many. It's ridiculous. Speaking of gold stocks, some gold statues are going to be given out in a little oh. bit. And yes, folks. And Oscar So White Show? Yes, the Oscar nominations went out again. Whatever, bro. Um, Yeah, you know, I, I, I actually agree with a lot of people who were hitting us up. And shouts to Michael Jai White, who said it on the show that the Oscars never really do anything for black people in general. Winning one doesn't really help your career like it does for white mm. actors and, you know, producers, directors, etc., and he actually challenged people to find an instance where it didn't, you know, like... Where the opposite happened? Yeah, where it helped a black actor or actress. And, uh, yeah, I, I couldn't think of one. Um, So, you know, we get riled up every year over this. You know, every year we're like, Wah! and we know what's going to happen. Like, this shit is super white. And but... even if someone, as, let, me, let me finish, even someone who works in the industry, et cetera, all that stuff, like... I don't have a vote on them. I get to vote on my current level of voting goes to the Screenwriters Guild Awards. Like okay. I get to write on, I get to vote on screenplays, mm -hmm. and that's about it. You know, I have no votes for the Oscars, but I know the people who do for the majority are old white men, yes. very old, and yes. older white women, etc. Yes. And they've you know recently expanded thanks to the people like Abel Rain, mm -hmm. and they've given out a lot more inclusivity, but it is still extremely slanted towards the white men, older white men, Facts. the voters. So you're going to get things like Joker getting 11 nominations, the most nominations ever for a comic book film. Yo, well, here's my thing. Like, I <laughs> I get the sentiment and the understanding of, I get the, 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 the phrasing of, why would you get upset? This happens every year. I know. But my thing is, I also don't like that as an attitude because I think it's defeatist. Like, mm. just because, okay, so what if that's the status quo? I'm still going to challenge the status quo yep. every time. I'm still going to complain if it's if it's not representative of the amount of art and the amount of talent that's out there. I'm still going to complain. Am I, like, so I don't like the idea of saying, not, I didn't say you said this, just in general. I don't like the idea of saying, well, y'all know this is going to be for the white people, so why would y'all expect it to be different? It's not about that. It's about I'm going to call out injustices where there's injustice, and I'm going to be loud about it because it's being loud about it which has helped make changes come about. You just mentioned April Rain and a whole lot of other people who've mm -hmm. been pushing to help 
further the the inclusivity of things like the Oscars. And that only happens because people are loud about it. So while I'm still going to, yes, understand that it's going to take a lot to change, I'm still not going to not say anything about it. Like, I'm going to open my mouth. Yep. So that's just me. So And, and, and also, it's also important to give the same respect you give for, not everyone, but it's not, not everyone feels this way. I do. If you're going to give respect to the Oscars, give respect to NAACP Image Awards, give respect to all these other awards that do awards that do reflect the culture that do um give us a platform and things like that like if anything put a lot of energy into that as well and and help to show others how important that is because it's mad important Mm. that's my two cents all right well we'll talk some more about some of these you know oscar movies like joker a little later in the show we got you know some guac questions that are related to that so, you know, I'll save some more opinions on that because there's a lot of news. You know, we're just getting back. It's been a lot going on out there <laughs> yeah, in the film the world. The first, like, five days of 2020 just been wild in general. Wild in general. Shout and out to Boosie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to get into that right now, but Jesus. So much going on. 2020 really trying to top 2019 right away. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Marvel and will they be able to continue the streak that they have going? Why the hell not? I I actually wonder though. All right, really? Yeah, I know. This is the first. You? This is the first time where I will say that I'm actually doubting it. Like, Why? What, what Black Widow. Well, to me, that's an also ran from the from the. 2010s like yeah it's just something that's been sitting in the pipeline forever and and, and it's just it's just coming out now because it's coming out now i don't see it as that is one of their major pushes for 2020 like when i say that what i mean is and i could be wrong i don't think they sat there in 2018 whenever they was thinking this up and was like yo this is gonna be the, one of the biggest movies of 2020 like no nah, yeah. like that's not the thing that, that Marvel's really paying attention to is the next phase. They're paying attention to how do they continue on with Spider-Man and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Like, to me, that's more relevant than Black Widow. Well, there you go. All right. The thing is, Marvel's had an unblemished streak of number ones. I don't think that Black Widow's going to break that streak. Depends on when it comes out. Because if it comes out uncontested, meaning with no other major It's like movies, March. It's pretty uncontested, as far as if, I know. Just from straight up being uncontested, yeah. uh, in terms of other films to see instead then they're going to be number one. Now, is it going to make the same money is a different story. Because yeah. it, I I can see this being a situation, like a Star Wars situation, where mm-hmm. you see like Solo, where they said it ain't made no money, but, yeah. it, you know, relatively speaking. Relatively. I think it's going to be the same situation. I think this might be the Han Solo of, of Marvel. the Marvel films. Yes. Yeah, And then following up, they have Eternals later on this year. Right. And everyone's fucking looking forward for that shit. Like, that's that's the hot shit. You think so? The Black Kum- Widow or the, the Eternals? Kumail, I mean, the, the pick of Kumail did it. Like, yes! yeah, that's that's all it needed. Not that pick. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. Pick. That I mean, that shit got. About. But my thing she is, got yes, me in the gym. But like, but like, <laughs> like silly stuff like that matters. That's all pop culture. This is this is the zeitgeist of pop culture. Silly stuff like uh, Kumar. He, him, did you call him Kumar? Was it? No, Kumal, Kumal. Kumal. I I do you not know how to pronounce the name. name. Okay. K U M A I L. I'm not sure. Okay. Yeah. Silly I know it's not like, Kumar. I did not silly, say Kumar. Okay, don't don't just, come at me, Internet. I didn't come at you. I just wanted yeah, to make no, sure. No, no. Internet's, internet's be trying to say I butcher every name even when I don't. 
No. I'm just saying. I don't know how to say my man's name. Silly things like that. Dude from Silicon Valley. Matter. And it hypes people up. Like, that's all part of the pop culture lexicon. Yeah. All, I mean, it's, it's all part of the ride, right? Yeah. And there's so many, I mean, including like Angelina Jolie and all these other people who are part of it. It's all part of the, if this is a roller coaster, this is part of the roller coaster. Yes, people are looking forward to Eternals. All right. Because I, I am personally, and then they released the synopsis of the plot recently, and they said that not, because Marvel said that it takes place over thousands of years. But I was under the uh, misconception, I guess, that it took place in the past. But what they're saying is it's taking place over thousands of years and will even go from the past all the way up until after Endgame. Because this is the thing. In the comics, Thanos is a member of the Deviants, who are the Eternals' enemies. And when you say the past, what are you talking about? Like, thousands of years. Oh, you mean like, you mean history? Okay. Yeah, like the Eternals have done a start. Like dinosaurs. Yeah, and might be dinosaurs when they come to Earth. And then they stay hidden on the Earth. dinosaurs came to Earth? No, the Eternals come to Earth. Okay, I thought yeah. you were trying to say, like, there's some revisionist history shit. Like, what? Well, you know, this is Marvel. Anything can happen. Right. But right. it's going to go back in thousands of years. So I think what they're going to use this is to show the history of the MCU over thousands of years, pretty that much. That would be amazing. Yeah, and get to show you little, you know, and so they can plug in little gaps or do whatever they want, even going into the recent history, the last hundred or so, you know, where we know, like, where Tony's father, all that mm. could have, you know, interactions with the Eternals, etc. So I'm actually overall looking forward to it, but I was just wondering, but once again, it's like the Guardians of the Galaxy situation, where nobody knew anything about them, and then they became one of Marvel's Which biggest properties. Which is why I feel like, even if this is not Guardians of the Galaxy level, I still think, like, clearly Marvel has proven that they can make it happen, mm-hmm. they can make it work. Like, you said years ago, you said it's impossible, you and millions of others have said it's impossible for them to adapt this to screen. It's on screen. Yeah. And they made it work. And to your point, everyone loved it. So I, you know, after they, honestly, for me, Guardians of the Galaxy was the the litmus test for whether Marvel could achieve uh, stories that are really out there and fantastical. And that's why I have all the faith for internals. I knew they could do Guardians because I've always been a fan of those characters. My big test was, I think, Infinity War and Endgame because that was like such a massive book for me as a kid. And I really didn't think that they could make anything that came close in those movies. This, this shit was... I mean, super, super lit. Um, but in other Marvel news, Scott Derrickson, the director of Doctor Strange... Well, we're going to find out the, the tea on this. Because... Is off Doctor Strange, the multiverse of madness, the sequel... Hurts when breathe, folks. <laughs> For I, various reasons. I can't. Yeah. Oh. He, he can't say why, but Oh God, it um, hurts. We're, I'm gonna find out, <laughs> we're gonna find out the T because like all we in the public know is that uh, what has been shared is uh it's been the uh, creative differences, you know, the the favorite <laughs> phrase. <laughs> say bullshit. The favorite phrase of Hollywood, creative differences. Yeah. Um that usually means there's some other shit going on. And now uh Scott had said it very uh, respectfully. That man is hurt. Because, you know, and, and, I'm sh- right. He said it respectfully, which means, you know, you don't want to mess up your bag in the future, future bags are like that. However, he's petty because on his Twitter page, <laughs> he put director of Doctor Strange, but the not Doctor Strange, Strange 2. 2, whatever the whole, the whole full name of Electric the story. Electric Boogaloo. Whatever. <laughs> whatever the name of the <laughs> new movie. So my thing is, okay, why would he go, even though it takes less than five seconds to do, why would he go through the trouble of putting that on his profile that's his pro you know when you go on somebody's profile on a page that's top the first thing you see when you click on a name so why would you go to the trouble of that if there was no beef i mean oh there was no if there was there was if it was nothing it was like if it was true creative differences like i said it's very very rare that is the case if it was you wouldn't put all that other shit there's something else going on so i'm gonna find out the tea there's definitely something else going on 
I don't know the tea. I know certain things that I can't speak on, but I don't know any of that tea. And it really hurts me because I've I'd heard some things about what was gonna occur in his version of Doctor Strange too, and I was really looking forward to it. Yeah, for a lot of reasons. Do you care about well? Well, yeah, but do you care about who they're gonna replace him with? Yeah, I've seen a lot of people making outlandish claims and like <laughs> and false hopes for people that just aren't gonna happen. Like uh, Bong Wu, they want now, you know, director of yeah. Parasite. Yeah, right. Why they want him now? Because he's horror. getting shy now, or and because also it's horror? horror. That's okay. the thing. Yeah, okay. that, that was the thing, and that's what people are saying might be the main creative difference is that Scott Derrickson comes from horror. Like his film before that is Exorcism of Emily Rose. His mm-hmm. planned film mm-hmm. after Doctor mm-hmm. Strange Two yeah. was a return to horror. That, that probably what he'll do yeah, now. His whole instead. resume is I, I did look yeah at all straight that. up horror. So yeah. he wanted to do a very horrific, or at least a more the first horror film of the MCU. Yes. And Kevin Feige recently walked that back. Like, nah, it's gonna have some horror elements, but uh. which I understand because yeah. my thing is, if you're gonna be on brand, you can't yeah. just make a severe left turn like that. You yes. can have elements. Yeah. That you can still pull in that crowd without alienating the the standard crowd. Yeah, well, Scott is that crowd. So, yeah. and he's also Doctor Strange fan. So, I'm not sure what exactly how this went down. You know, we'll try and find out as much as we can. I'm sure there'll be more information in the coming weeks. But for now, they haven't announced another director. The release date is still on for, I want to say, next year, early 2021, second or third, second quarter of 2021. Okay. So they still haven't changed the release date. So they need to get cooking. And yeah, that's the other thing. Like, even, right on the corner, yeah, even with Eternals, like, that was a short turnaround. You know, from them getting the director to everything to, you know, finish production, really short. So... Mm-hmm. I'm not doubting Marvel, but I am, you know, I will say this is my first time where I'm like, hmm, let's see how 2020 goes, you know. Mm. I've heard nothing but good things about um, Winter Soldier and Falcon, though. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, my God. I can't, I can't wait yeah. for WandaVision. Yeah. I actually, and like I said, as much as I hated their the way their relationship had, had been shown in oh, the MCU so good, movies, I do... I am looking forward to WandaVision. You I read could, that issue of Vision. Yes, I read, where and they, that's why. The one issue where they broke down their... Their relationship. Me, and right, because of that issue is why I care. Let me tell you, as a fan of them, having grown up on their relationship, that issue was fucking one of the best issues and comments I've ever read because it contained all of their history and everything they'd been through and put it into this one issue and showed you why their relationship is so ill and like yeah, they were. I mean, they're up there with Scott and Jean Grey to me as like favorite, you know, couples in comics of all time. Like, so yeah, I'm super hyped for Wandavision as much as I am because I've heard, like personally, I've heard. I know people who've read strips from Falcon said, and stuff, and they say, "Hell yeah, okay, like fire." Good. All right, we're gonna take a quick break right here. We'll be right back. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for joining us here on the For All Nerd Show, and we'll be right back with more of the show. Hey guys, it's Allison Williams. I'm an actor, and when I am not scaring people on screen, I am hanging out with For All Nerds and listening to their show. Hey guys, this is Rod and Karen of the Blackout Tips Podcast, and when we are doing one of our mini podcasts, yes, we are listening to For All Nerds. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Asante, one-third of the Friend Zone, and when I am not smoking pot or playing Shinobi Striker, I am listening to For All Nerds. Tune in. What's up, everybody? This is Chuck Creekmer, a.k.a. Jigsaw from AllHipHop.com. And when I'm not 
placing my heavy hand on the world of hip-hop culture. I'm watching for all nerds. Hey, this is Logan Browning, and when I'm not trying to take over Netflix, I'm listening to For All of Us. Yo, what up? This is Yahya Abdul-Mateen the second I play Black Manta in the Aquaman movies. And when I'm not getting around the city, I'm chilling, listening to For All Nerds. What's up, y'all? This is Ann Steven Harris, fire artist, co-creator of Aztec, fire artist on Ajala, The Fringe, Michael Cray, Watson the Holmes, don't forget Watson the Holmes, award winner of Watson the Holmes, Glyph Award, eyes are nominated. When I'm not drawing, I am listening to For All Nerds. Check it. Hey, I'm Malcolm Lee, director of Night School, and when I'm not directing, writing, and producing, and editing and spending time with my kids, I'm listening to For All Nerds. Hey, this is Pamela Ribbon, and when I'm not writing things like My Boyfriend is a Bear or Ralph Breaks the Internet, I am listening to For All Nerds. Yo, what's up? This is Chico Leo, and when I'm not leading an Athenian revolt in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, I'm listening to For All Nerds. And welcome back to the For All Nerds show. Once again, thank you all for joining us here in 2020. Hope everyone is having a great start to their new year. Um, I want to say, you know, stay motivated and all that, man. Like, because me personally, uh, lately, I think always around award season, I don't know why, but it does kind of drain me because I see a lot of, I think it's because I see certain things getting rewarded and I'm like, ugh. You know, and then I see other people achieving things. Like, shout out to uh, Matthew Cherry. got mm-hmm. nominated for um, Hair Love. Hair Love. And I'm like, damn it. You know, like, and then he had that tweet where he was like, yo, one day I'm going to be nominated for an Oscar. For 2012, he he tweeted that. In and 2012, he tweeted that, yes. I'm always scared to do things like that. I'm, I'll Why? be honest. Why? I mean, you don't have to put it on Twitter. You can yeah. put it... You know, if you if you if you have a book that in your house, it's, write that shit in a book. If you have your own personal blog or whatever the fuck, yep. write it there. Yeah, I have those type of things, and I do do that stuff. But I need to be more of that because I've had you know last year was a really rough year for me personally, and I've been getting back into the, my flow of things. But at the same time, I've still been having a hard time feeling like I'm back in the flow of things. If you know what I'm saying, like I've been doing the work, but I haven't. Like, if, if it helps, I just yep. wanted to add. Not to cut you off, but no, I, just want, I want to add that it's important that you understand that you're not going to go back to what you were. Like, you are a completely different person than what you were last year, considering everything that has happened. So rather than think about, oh, how do I get back to being on that level of creativity or being on that level of happiness or whatever it is, how can I achieve a new point of view how can i be on a new platform for myself to, going forward now knowing what i have knowing what i know now having what i have now experienced good and bad how can i deliver myself to to be a new me it sounds cliche and a little funny but i mean that i mean that because it's something i've been learning myself mm-hmm. like that that idea of trying to claw back what you feel like you lost yeah is self-defeating mm. so I, I that's that's the only thing i say think about it this way like okay I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be where I was before. But what can I do now? Because if anything, you're stronger than when you were last yep. year. You're well, way strong creatively and otherwise. Mm. And that, thank you, because I, I, I definitely don't feel it. Like I'll be honest. Like I've been writing again lately, and I know that you know for writers everywhere, the real work comes in your revision. Like it's about getting that first draft down, 
But when I've been looking at this first draft, I'm like, oh my God, this is ass. <laughs> well, that's that's just because you're being self-critical, and that's normal. Yeah, but normally I can be like, ah, there's that fire line. I haven't found that, you know, in this. But think right about it this way. If you think what you're writing now is ass, what you wrote last year was butt crack. Yes. And, you know, before that was, you know, bottom of the totem pole. Like it, what I'm saying is, even if you don't think it's good, trust. It's been better than what it was. True. But like last year, I had that, you know, I could look at a script when I wrote it first draft also, and I'm like. But also yep. things that you thought was amazing if you presented to someone else and they was like, nah, this isn't good. Yeah. Last year. Yeah, I've heard that. So that's what I'm saying. So how can you. <laughs> so with that in mind, how can you sit here and be like, oh, well, I think I did better last year when clearly you've been, you've been shared otherwise. And truth, truth, truth. All right. You know, and no, thank you for real, though, because like that. That does, you know, mean a lot because especially the part about clawing back to what you were before. Cause I know like when I got locked up and when I came home from that experience, I was like, Oh, I gotta get back to how I was before. And there was never that. You know, it's mm-hmm. never happened. Like I definitely got past it and grew from that experience, but I was never back to the person that I right. was before that experience. If, if you get cut in the face on your cheek right now, more than likely, that scar is never going away. You yep. will always have that going forward for the rest of your life. So, are you going to sit here and say, damn, how do I get the money together to have the cosmetic surgery to try to <laughs> fix this and put it back the way it was? Even though after the surgery, you're still not going to be the way it was. You might have a little little color, you know, colorization going on. Or do you go, shit, man, how do I use this to, like try out for the next villain role or some shit. Dr. You know what I'm Doom. saying? Like, right, Dr. Doom. Like, shit like that. Like, 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 remix that shit. Remix the the the, the pain and all that suffering and all this stuff. Remix that shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know I sound like this, like, <laughs> this fake gospel art right now. Fix your I'm life. Serious. Tatiana, fix your life. Yeah, fix your life. <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, it's just like, you, you can't change shit that has happened. You mm. can't. We are not God. Like, we just can't. So, what do you do with what you got now? Your past can't become your future because your future. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you gotta, we gotta do the, the Kente Claw Kufi on and all that. Incredible Hulk, though. Incredible Hulk. Red eyes. Right. You know, you know the, the me. Yeah. Oh, I, I need that now. I need, I need Hulk. I need Professor Hulk with the Kente <laughs> the the Claw. Yes. I need Professor Hulk. All right, Mr. Morris, help me out out there. Dr. Kwanzaa. Yes. Um. um no, but thank you, man. No, nah, but seriously. Yeah. I'm, I'm very I'm serious to you. I'm serious yep. to everyone who's listening right now. It it, it matters. Like mm-hmm. you you can't change stuff that has already happened. Mm. You can't. Yeah, so so what do you do with what you got now? Mm. Now, if you sit there and do nothing, well then bruh, that's on you. Damn sure is. All right. Well, wow. I think the gospel was spoken right there. And um well, yeah. You know, let's get into the rest of this show because, oh, but before we do that, I, I got to say this. I made this announcement. Shout out to everyone over at Patreon.com slash For All Nerds. You know, like I said, it's a new year, new decade. Yay. We got so many new patrons the last, like, month of yep. 2019. Like, it, it, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Blessings. Blessings upon blessings. You know, we're going to South by Southwest this year. Woo-hoo. Working on doing a live show very soon. Mm-hmm. You know, first or second quarter. That's coming to you. New York City, perhaps some other places. But every Sunday, uh, what do we schedule, call it? Schedule permitting. Yeah. <laughs> schedule permitting. But yes, this Sunday will be the first time we come back. Yes. Um, For the new year. Sundays with patrons. Is that what? Well, I, I don't think that's the title. Sunday, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday. But, anyway, yeah. but for those who have been following, we have been doing live 
uh, chats on IG, uh, primarily targeted at patrons, but obviously if you're on IG, you can join as well. But we've had really dope conversations. We've actually also um, had lives with other people in it. And like, that's what we'll be doing. All we, our patrons will be welcoming. Yep. If you are a patron over at patreon.com. I think we've only been connecting with patrons. Yes, Everyone we're else only connecting with patrons. Right. Yes. Everyone uh, else could watch, but if you're a patron and we have the list of names, uh, you are can definitely join in the live. So, like, you know how you do the split screen. We can talk yep. to each other, shit like that. And ask whatever questions you want. Mm-hmm. So, this Sunday, probably around 2 p.m., I think, we're going to hit it up. Instagram, you know, we'll have an announcement on our Instagram.com slash for all nerds. Make sure you are following over there as well. And you can join in the conversation. And we're going to be doing a lot more with our patrons, a lot more things. We'll be sending out more messages this week. So, look out for those. Once again, patron, patreon.com slash for all nerds, thank you, thank you so much for all the love. And speaking of questions, it's now time for the geekly asked questions. The guac is extra. The guac is extra. Where we answer any and all questions from our listeners out here. And what do we have up first tonight? The first comes from Eno Har. They write. What are your thoughts on the way Ryan Johnson and Boyega are handling the Twitter trolls? They seem to be quite defiant, and I personally have no problem with it. But do you think from a professional point of view, they should dial it back? Nah, they're good. Hell to the nah. Go hard if y'all want to. But to be honest... Uh, John Boyega, he already said that he was done. Like he 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 said what he had to say. And he was done. Yep. No, I I applaud the way he's been handling it because these Holes people, mad. these people got to understand. Holes mad, holes mad, holes mad. I'm sorry, I had to sing that. Oh man, these that's people, my favorite. And I say these people specifically. Y'all yes. have to understand something. They got their bag. It does not matter. They are forever in the history of canon of Star Wars. There is nothing you can do about it. What did I just say a few minutes ago? You cannot change the past. Boy, oh boy, you can't change the past, okay? It's done. So, Last Jedi is still the greatest Star Wars film since Empire Strikes Back. Boom. So I I, I applaud the way they've been handling it. I, I, I personally don't care. And to me... What the, the whole professionalism, first of all, like, what is... And this is not to you, uh, uh, Enohar. This is just in general. When people say, oh, you got to be professional. What is professional in this in this situation? We these are human beings president. as Ain't no well. professional anymore. Well, well no, but but, but <laughs> specifically to, to these two, Ryan and, and, and to Boyega, what is professional in their situation? Boyega had been from Jump Street. He had been attacked for his character, that a character that didn't exist. Uh, they, he has been attacked for being black, man. He's been attacked for for his interactions with Ray, his character interactions. He's been attacked for every single thing on a daily Everything. basis. Look at look at the actress that plays Rotico. Like, are you kidding me? Kelly Marie Tran. Kelly Marie Tran from Jump Street. She's been attacked for fucking existing. Most of these people have been attacked for just fucking existing and. For them to then respond in kind. And to me, it's not even responding in kind. To me, they're giving y'all more respect than y'all gave them. Facts. Y'all being the people who came at them crazy. Yeah, it's wild to me, especially with Boyega, because, like you said, he was attacked as soon as he fucking took off that helmet in the first trailer. And it was like, he's black. Yeah, oh, he's black? What? Stormtroopers can't be black? You know, and it started from there. And, you know, people got mad at him because he put people's at names in his video response. But those ads were already public. Those tweets were already public. public. Yeah. And once again, I think I say this once a year, every year. The internet is forever. Mm-hmm. And if you tweet or, or post or publish on a public forum, it is public domain. 
it's it. If you have the audacity to say some foul shit on Twitter, on a public profile, get ready because it might get scraped for a later use. Mm. Good and bad. Pretty. And if you don't want your shit out there like that, guess what? Delete it. That's like I just that's what I'm, that's that's just why like I said I, I I applaud the way they like I think it's funny troll the trolls back well, like what else like my thing is at the end of the day what it, what do you think you're going to accomplish by coming at Boyega Orion what seriously let let's hear it let's Yo, hear it uh, shout out to Blurred Vision a few weeks ago he had a post about uh, the force of, the rise of Skywalker and I left a comment on his page. And I did not, and I said, you know what I always say? I love Last Jedi. I was amazing. I love Last Jedi. And people walk, you know, The Force Awakens walked back. I mean, the Rise of Straw Walk or whatever walked back. Everything, Everything. That, was, that was great about it. Mm-hmm. And, oh my God. You got the, so much hate. I got more comments. People, it was Christmas Day. It was New Year's <laughs> Day. It didn't matter. <laughs> just coming, just blah, 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 blah. You know, you're an idiot. Da, 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 da. On and on and on. And I'm, and like, the funniest one was this one little MAGA dude who had MAGA in his profile, you oh know, blah, gosh. blah. I'm like, you're on Blurred Vision's page, a black man, talking to another black man. And the best part was when my man was, like, going on and on. And I was like, fam, you're attacking me for liking a movie that I had nothing to do with. <laughs> you're triggered. How dare you like The Last Jedi? This is why you're a fucking idiot. I'm like, how triggered are you to be sitting here commenting to me? Go talk to Disney. I got shit to do with this, fam. You know why? Because Disney don't talk back. Basically. At, at the end of the day, and that's the other part that uh, people got to realize, pick and choose your battles. Mm. When you talk back, uh, when, when you decide that, oh, yeah, you're going to engage. Now, if you're fine with engaging with any and any old body, good luck to you because you're going to get any old type of response. I don't engage in everything that people send me or ask me because some of it's silly as hell. And it's not worth my stress, my time, or the effort. None of the above. So. What's next? Next comes from Bob Zigowowski. They write, I would love to see the Collector and the Grandmaster's sibling rivalry play out in the MCU. What would you like to see play out in the upcoming phases? People always ask us these type questions, and I'm always like... (laughs) Where's, where's my check? That's what I'd like to see play out in the upcoming well, phases. Well, 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 how about this? Instead of giving your 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 gold value ideas, what yes. about just a general under like a general? I'm I'm really unsure. I, I can't lie because um, Thanos and the Infinity Gauntlet are to me the top Marvel big event. Like I can't think of a bigger event that matters as much to me other than Secret Wars. I just want to see the introduction of X-Men. Okay. I want to see mutants or if they're going to say mutants or whatever the fuck. Yep. I just want, like, that's to me, that's the biggest thing I want to see in the upcoming phases. I want to see House of X and Powers of X done Yo, on screen. I, I want to see, I want to see an actual storm. I want to see I Jean love. Grey and Cyclops and Wolverine in a throuple. <laughs> Yo, Scott the Simp Summers. <laughs> look, look, ain't no hating on Scott. Jeez. Scott is the man. Jeez. Scott is the man, folks. Don't sleep on Scott. That actually be um. That actually be Wolverine crying about her in the cartoon. Both of them. No, oh. I know, but I'm talking about the cartoon. Uh, cartoon I'm trying to remember, like who I remember crying the most. It was Wolverine. It's got to be a battle. In the Fox cartoon, it's got to be a battle. Yeah. Yeah. In the books, yeah, yeah. it's still a battle. They both anywhere. crying as ninjas, but always. You know it is, but yeah, that's what I would like to see. I, I I'm just 
okay, you finally put put the beast back together. Let's fucking see. Everything. Did you watch Euphoria? Yes. Okay, you know uh, Jake, the evil dude, right? Yes, the evil dude. Him is him <laughs> yeah. is Doctor Doom. That's what I want to see. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah, I've been saying that since he since it's been on. Why is it because his jawline? Yeah, and Very then you get, and because he's handsome, and then you give him that scar, and he's egotistical, and it, it don't even have to be the like superstar face, just the kind of star where he's like, ah, you know. And but acting wise, you think he's good? Oh, yeah, I think he's a fantastic actor. Yeah, dude, I hated his hated him. Hated his guts. He was like yeah. Joffrey level. He was he was approaching super. Joffrey level. Yeah, super. I was so mad he lived through that season. Yeah. <laughs> spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. But it's very it's old now, y'all. Yeah, a great show. Okay, the next one comes from to Ellie. I, I'm 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 considering this like T'Challa. Yes, it is. All right. This question is based on DJ Ben Amin trying to catch up on Oscar movies and his reaction to some of them. What's a movie that you have no interest in or will not go out of your way to check out? For himself, it's or no, excuse me, for themselves, it's Human Centipede. Yeah. Yeah. Facts, I've never seen that yeah, shit. Yeah, facts. I mean, certain things like that, it's like, nah, I'm good. You know, like, that, that's for those people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm... I'm you said those people? Yeah, I'm... What do you mean, those <laughs> people? Hey, you know what I mean, folks. Um, I'm good, you know? And I have been catching up. We were talking about the Oscar nominations earlier. I do get sent a lot of films around every, you know, award season year. I get sent everything... Well, not everything. I had to hunt down stuff. Shout out to The Last Black Man in San Francisco. It's now streaming on Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. You talked about that. Dope, dope film. I'm really upset that it didn't get any recognition as far as I'm concerned. And it's a really fire movie. It's on streaming on Amazon Prime right now. You can check it out. I highly recommend it. Um, I also got to see Parasite, which I think everyone is just ranting over. And I really enjoyed it. But I... I don't know. I'm going to see it again. Is there any movie that you have like no interest in seeing whatsoever? Well, I had no interest in seeing Joker. Mm, we're going to get into that. Yeah. Um, I had and have and will continue to have no interest in seeing The Irishman. I saw that. I don't want to. You missed nothing. I know. I yeah. saw DJ, I saw Daniel Jose Older's tweets. Yeah. It's, <laughs> he was trolling the movie for a month straight. But... um. Uh, no, I have no interest and I will not see it. I wish, and this is a few Oscar seasons back, but I wish I've never saw The Shape of Water. I hate that movie with what? a passion. I hate that movie. I hate that fucking movie. It's disgusting. No, thank you. That movie is so beautiful. I hate that movie. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I love The Shape of Water. It's Ugh. like one of the most beautiful films Gag ever. Gag me with a spoon. The, the, the scene where the water fills the room. It's fucking the, stupid. Oh, like my it. God. It's a fairy tale. It's beautiful. <laughs> Jesus, that movie is that movie is so good. How can you hate on the shape of water? So Ben, I, I thought mean, you were gonna say precious or something. No. So Ben, I mean, um, you just mentioned something. Yeah. You talked about Joker. Um. Well, you actually okay. We were we were talking off the air. Um. Actually, this is another one I discussed with Young Guru at one point because he'd seen it. He thought it was stupid. Uh, shout outs to our former engineer brother Chris, mm-hmm. who loved it. You know, couldn't loved wait to buy it on it. Blu-ray. Like one of his top five type shit. <laughs> I saw somebody on Twitter say that today too, where they were like, "Yeah, it's one of my top five movies." Mm-hmm. I was like, well, "You need to see more movies." Um, but you actually didn't mind that it got eleven mind. nominations. No, the the eleven. No, I didn't mind the movie. Okay, I don't think it deserves all the yeah. nominations. Like best actor, because I I I think Joaquin did a good job. And I think that he deserves recognition. Does he deserve an Oscar? I don't know and I don't care. Um, 
quite quite frankly, I I I I don't believe it deserved all those nominations, but I understand why. It's the hype. It's yeah. the hype machine behind it because as as what we've all learned about the Oscars in the last few years is besides the fact that most of the voters are white men and old white men and things like that and white people in general, it's also built on things that people don't know anything about. So, for example, when they vote, lots of people have never seen these movies or, as we mentioned, they, they're... Um, their assistants and whomever vote, they have their assistants, whomever vote, just vote for them. They're like, hey, tell me which ones I should vote for. And their assistants tell them, go vote for Joker. I saw it, it was good. And they, that's what they do. Mm-hmm. A lot of this stuff is hype, popularity, all that other stuff. It's not necessarily the actual artistry in it. That being said, I my my sentiment was I didn't mind the movie. Mm. I didn't think, like, I know you, you, Guru, and a few other people just felt it was absolutely terrible. I didn't think so. Okay, I don't think it's absolutely terrible. Let's get that straight. Yeah, I think cinematography-wise, it has some great shots. It's well shot, well lit, all those things. I also think it apes films that are much better in in those uh, departments, like Taxi Driver. Scorsese, yeah. Yeah, pretty much all Scorsese's movies from the 70s, Mean Streets, etc. It all apes those films, the look, the way it's shot, etc. But that is not my problem with it. My problem with Joker and why Joker is super wheat sauce is, and why I had an issue with it compared to you, is that it truly celebrates white men being mediocre and achieving greatness due to them being white. It's like the Forrest Gump of superhero films, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Joker does nothing in this film, or Arthur Flett does nothing in this film. He's trash at every part of his life. He can't get shit together. But because he ends up shooting three dudes in cold blood, he becomes a hero to the working class who are also in this film rebelling. It's kind of like a um, Wall Street, Occupy Wall Street type movement. But they decide to join Joker's movement because... He shot some rich dudes? Well, it, it proliferated particularly because he shot um he shot Wayne boy on TV. Well, I'm talking about on the con- on a on a talk show. Oh, by that no, by that point people are already yeah, rioting but, in the but streets. But this but this really proliferated after that. Yeah, but they're already in the streets yeah, by that point. Yeah, yeah. All right. So Arthur takes a gun to the sick children's ward, right? Mm-hmm. He like that's what I mean. This film is like he's a fuck up. Yeah, he's a complete fuck up, but he gets rewarded for being a fuck up in this film. The the I would say at least in the film because of the scenario of the environment that he's in, that's why he gets rewarded. If the environment was different, he wouldn't have got rewarded. So the environment of there was civil unrest. There was something that people wanted to latch onto to continue the civil unrest. Um, the this the social state of being, and that's what they were trying to make the the connection to. They were trying to say because you're in this cesspool or in this hot pot of things going wrong in society in this Gotham society, shit people are not happy. No one can get what they need. Everything's done, and here comes this guy who basically does everything you wish you could do. He he turns around and shoots the people who he thinks like like in cold blood shoots these people who you think have done wrong. Yep. He turns around and shoots this guy who has been embarrassing him and treating him wrong, whatever, on national television at that point. Um, that's not to say that it's stupid. It's, it's, it is kind of silly, but that's really why. <laughs> that's literally why, in the film, why he became a quote-unquote hero. Like, the film, and some people are trying to say that it handles mental illness well. It shows, you know, the side of mental illness that if people don't get treatment for it, this is what happens. No, but, that's, and that's a false equivalency. Yeah, too. and that's a super false equivalency to me. And my problem is, especially I've read the script, I've seen the film, and in the script it even mentions, but you can infer that from how, where he lives, where him and his mom live, is that he's one of the few white people who live in this part of town. Yeah. 
So it's like he's going through the things that people of color, especially black people, black and brown people, go through all the time. You know, every day of our lives. Maybe, you know, we don't get beat and chained to radiators, but we take beatings and we broke. But Arthur is the one who wiles out and becomes this, you know, villain because of it. For things that everyone else goes through every day. So it's to me, like you said, it's a false equivalency to make it where this man should be celebrated for it. And that's my problem with this film is that it's giving people who think, you know, like Arthur in this film, a voice and an idea, well, you know, if I go out and do things like this, I'll be noticed too. Why doesn't anyone notice me? Because you're a talentless, mediocre man. <laughs> but you should be. But he feels he should be noticed for being a talentless, mediocre man. He believes that he's talented. Yes. Instead he of personally. actually doing the work to become talented. And it's not even so much. How do you? And and let's th- think about it from his point of view. How do you do the work to become talented if you already think you're talented? And 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 you delusion of grandeur, egotistical, whatever you want to call it. If you think you're fine, if you think you're 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 fucking God's gift to the world, then why would you change? You wouldn't. And that's the problem. Once again, there goes to the problem of a lot of me- mediocre men. It's like they think they're God's gift to the world already. So why would they change? He like, and then the way this film treats um, women of color, especially black women, right? Like there are. Oh my god! Every time a black, and that's when I when I did watch watch the film. Every time a black person, shit, just a black person was nearby, I was like, oh, God. Like, I, I just kept getting scared. Like, something's going to happen to them. Yep. Well, he actually, well, all right. That, but that's, it was mostly women who caught the bad ones. Yeah, caught the bad ones. In the script, he actually leaves money for Sophie before he goes on his big rampage. And I was surprised that they cut that out because I read the so script So, wait, first. that was actually in the script? Yeah, in the script, he leaves. What was the some, point? Because, you know, he, he does right by her before he goes on his rampage. All right, I guess, girl. I mean, yeah, I guess as well. After you've already broken into her apartment and everything, black so woman strange. leaves her door unlocked in the ghetto. Yeah, no. Yeah, that doesn't happen. All right. And then some people tried to make the argument that the film all exists in Joker's head. Because could, of the it could. Because there was, there was sections where we found out later that it didn't actually happen. But no, see, that's the point. How can it exist all in his head when you already find out that his relationship with Sophie is in his head? True. And so if it's not in his head, at the end of the film, he's being interviewed by another black woman who he then murders Mm -hmm. because he walks out of that room and there's bloody footprints. Mm -hmm. And then he's being chased by what appears to be an orderly as the movie ends. Right. I uh, Listen, I've, I've, first of all, let's be very clear. I'm not going to analyze that shit no more. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever, when I say analyze, I mean whatever y'all idea of what that movie was about, good on you, I don't give a damn. I just, again, like, I, for to me, I saw it as a dressed up. It it tried the director tried so bad to say that this was not a comic book movie, bro. This Yo, is a comic book movie. my and, man sat there and tried to say that he, it made a billion dollars because it connected with people. No, listen, uh, but but to your but see, it did to your point connect, to what you said earlier. Yes. This is empowering certain people, so yeah, it did connect with people. But no, listen, I at the end of the day, I and this is probably why I didn't have a problem with it. I just saw it for what it really was, was this was a dressed up comic book. It was a dressed up Scorsese comic book movie. It, at the end of the day, it was another retelling of Joker. And also it took elements of the killing joke. So my and thing, I, Batman. And, and like several, right. Several, yeah, several Batman stories. Several elements of Batman and Joker stories. So I, and these are also stories I know and, pro- and probably because of my knowledge of that, that's why when I went to see it, and I'm like, oh, okay. Like I saw it. I was like, all right, cool. And kept it moving. At the end, the, the the one biggest takeaway for me was, oh, I think Joaquin did a good job. 
Yeah, I didn't think he was bad. Yeah. I think, I still think he's probably like my fourth or fifth favorite Joker. Fourth? Yeah. I would put uh, Heath Ledger, Mark Hamill. Well, don't count the, the animated from, films. Hey, don't count hey, the animated films. Hey, I'm stuff. counting them. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm counting my them. man from Batman 66, the TV show. Oh, I was like, what? Yeah, I, I never. I, I don't know. Oh, I, oh, uh, I don't know who that is. <laughs> the dude wouldn't even shave his mustache, and so they had to paint over it. Oh my god! Yeah, if you look back at I've, it, he has I a white mustache. All it's the on YouTube, right? yeah, all, like look back at any of it, so he never shaved it. Holy so shit! So he has like white makeup over his mustache. It's oh hilarious. Um, Jack Nicholson. Uh, okay, but let's okay. <laughs> you can't like just from film Jared only. Leto. From film uh, he, only. He beat out Jared Leto. Everyone beats out. I beat out Jared Leto. I never played the character. All okay. Right, well, there we go. Fourth or fifth favorite. No one likes Jared Leto's Joker. It doesn't exist in my mind. Next question. Yeah. But anyway, that's that's how I feel. Yeah, I like like you said. I I definitely did not think the movie deserved a lemon nomination. No. I thought, you know, I thought Sophie. I mean, um, not Sophie. I thought Zazie Beetz deserved an award just for suffering just through that movie. Just for being that bitch. Yeah. Like, and also, like, I just, just want to wasting her time. I do not like the idea that people say, that, oh, this showed mental illness well. No, it didn't. The what? Mental illness well. Oh, no, no, it no, no. It was mad disrespectful. Yeah, wildly disrespectful. Um, The next question, what up, Uh, comes from Maze. What up, DJ Benamin Tatiana is Maze, a.k.a. Jabba Ranks, Easy Ewok. Malcolm X Force, Suge Moon Knight. Wait, 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 slow down. Okay. Jabba Reigns, Easy Ewok. Ewok. Okay. Malcolm X Force, Suge Moon Knight, and Kill Billmonger. And lastly, Bruce Waynehead. See, but DJ, I wish I was in the studio. <laughs> the faces DJ Ben I mean be making, he gave me the most plain ass Jabba Ranks. emoji. Okay, face. let's do Jabba Ranks. Like Ranks. Okay. Easy Ewok, I'll give you, you know, Malcolm X for his not fam. That, oh that, that, that was just, you know. That, that. Shug Moon Knight? I don't get that. Uh, Moon Knight, Shug Knight, Shug Moon Knight? Okay, he don't like that, y'all. Yeah, no. <laughs> Kill Bill Monger, okay. That rolls Bru- off the tongue very well. Yes, I like that one. Bruce Waynehead? Oh, my God. Long time ago. Wait, like in the 90s, wasn't there a cartoon with, oh, no, that's the Wayans. Wasn't there like a Wayne Head cartoon in the nineties? I feel like when someone someone recently like did this ninety cartoon thing, and they there's were talking a about Wayne Head. I don't know. I feel like I saw it. Yeah. I could be tripping. All right. Whatever. Anyway, the question goes. Yep. I've been listening to you guys for almost a year now and love everything you do. Thank you. I'm here to try to reword a statement I made with you guys recently on Twitter. I know politics are a big part of any form of media being put out there these days, and it's hard to not separate the two. I think what I wanted to say and ask was, and this is mainly towards cinema, how hard is it to separate the person and the art without having some instilled resentment already in place? Best examples, ScarJo, laughing emoji, Todd Phillips, uh, there's this, uh, okay, there's a little sidetrack here. Um, But yeah, basically the question is, how hard is it to separate the person and the art without having some instilled resentment already in place? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, can you do that? Can you are you able to resent someone but be able to separate them from their art? I keep watching uh Falcon in the MCU, so yes. <laughs> Anthony 
<laughs> I'm I'm going to watch. I'm anticipating Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I mean, he definitely Anthony talked Mackie about is lots. starring Andy, in this film. Anthony Mackie basically went after Ben Amin's whole life. Life, yeah, <laughs> like straight up and down, like just disrespecting <laughs> me without even like for everyone who always asked out there why I don't f with Anthony Mackie. Why am I always so hard on Birdman? Because this man straight up and down said people with lots are not Criminals. horrible. <laughs> Criminals. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I only know, you know, dirty. Well, I can't even remember what the words no, he said. No, but, but let's not, but don't put words in my mouth. Yeah, just, no. But, but it wasn't good, y'all. It was negative. It was not fresh. But it was like the whole, it was about that whole honorable Respectable. Way. Dishonorable res- way. Respectability politics. Anthony Mackinney. Mackinney. Mackey. Yeah, so that's why. Um, I, you know, I mean, I used to have a crush on Scarlett Johansson as a kid, like, you know, but now it's like, oh, I still haven't watched Marriage Story. Um, I probably won't. Yeah, um, I don't but, think I will either. But you know, I I don't think it's because because I and I can't put a, a name to a face right at this moment. But if I will do later, I'll bring it up. But I feel like I watch plenty of stuff with people who I don't personally like. Yeah, and that's the and thing. to me watching it is also a technically a way of supporting. So I'm like, I hmm. as a as a DJ and someone who's like you know I, a little bit at least i would say know some history of music i've always known how many musicians are so trash like prince oh my god my favorite may he rest in peace straight up and down married a shorty when she was like 17 and prince gro- like the purple one yes and was grooming her since she was like 15 are you what look what look what are you, what are you talking about mate no, I, I think is how you pronounce wait, her name but, okay wait you're you're kind of wait. google it all comes up immediately okay i'm gonna have to google because now yeah. you're scaring me because oh. i have no idea what you're talking grimy. about grimy yeah all, all these they're all grimy like they're all grimy I have and that's no idea what you're talking about oh my god yeah he married a like yeah he um this is the diamonds and pearls era yes the diamonds and pearls I mean, album the, the age at this point matters but how old was is he inspired <laughs> Because I, I have no idea what you're talking about now. You're, you're kind of like, my worldview is cracking right now. Yeah, he's an old. He's grown. Oh. He was an old. Yeah, at the point. Like, this Diamonds of Pearls era, the whole Diamonds of Pearls album is inspired by her. But he basically took the woman from her parents when he was when she was 15, took her on tour, et cetera, made her his dancer, because she was like a belly dancer, et cetera. And then at 17, or, you know, whatever the age of consent was, Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's what I mean. It goes on and on and on. Marvin Gaye. I mean, I could tell you stories upon stories. So, yes, I pretty much separate it as much as possible. Uh, certain things like, you know, we bring up, I know, Surviving R. Kelly Part 2, which is on. I didn't watch that. Oh, I don't I don't fuck with any of shit, period. Yeah, that's the thing. I've never liked R. Kelly. I was a dude who went, and I grew up in Houston, Texas, where he is God to this day. And I've never enjoyed. I thought your body's calling it. That's my jam. And um, mm-hmm. step in the name of love. Yeah. I hate it. I believe I can fly. Like, like I ugh. think, including myself, everyone has certain lines that they moral or mental lines mm-hmm. that that once crossed. No, you can't separate the person from the art anymore. But R. I Kelly also is one of those people for me. Like, no, I'm not gonna separate that shit. That's no. Yeah, but this question. No support to that. From um, Maze also came up on Twitter because we were distrusting. I want to say it was Joker. It was something where we were discussing how the politics of a film and... And, right, and then someone... and Go ahead. Yeah, and I was explaining to them that this is the thing, like, 
And this is something that people get misconstrued a lot these days. Is people are like, oh, I don't want politics in my film. But what they don't understand is there's always been politics in every film. The thing, the difference is nowadays you'll start to see a voices other than the dominant voice of white males. Mm-hmm. And the dominant voice of white males have always imbued every form of media with their politics to a level where it makes white supremacy exist. I was going to say white supremacy is a politics as yeah. well. And that's been permeated throughout entertainment. Every form of entertainment. There's a reason why 85% of film roles to this day go to white men. There's a reason for that. The reason is to perpetuate the idea of white supremacy. Like, so I don't have time to be like, oh, I don't like politics or I don't want to distrust the politics or something or, you know, can I separate the politics or something to watch it? Like, there's, uh, going back to the earlier question about something, I I have a copy of it and I've been meaning to check it out. It's uh, Little Woman by Greta Gerwig. And I actually like Greta's first film, uh, Little Bird. I liked it. But at the same time, when I saw that movie, I was like, yo, this shit is so privileged. Because it's I'm not just, watching Little Women. I have no interest. Oh, that's another one to answer the other question. I'm not watching Little Women. Yeah, I probably won't at this point because I just have no interest. I've read most of the script. I got bored with it and, you know, put it down. I get it. You know, it's encouraging to women. But Little Women takes place immediately after the Civil War. And they're all white women. White. Yeah, they're all white women. There's one mention in the script about, like, how people benefited off slavery Etc. And this but, is like the tenth remake of that movie of pretty of the, much not, of the story rather. Yeah, and I just honestly do not get it. I don't get like, and I saw a lot of women of color, not black women, I would say, but other women of color, bigging this film up. Bigging. And that's fine. I just, I'm just not into it. Yeah, but even when I saw Greta Gerwig's, uh, that's not her first film, but when I saw Little Bird, which is the first movie that I knew of her by, I was, I was liked it, but at the same time, I was, I was really unimpressed because I felt like it was such a privileged film to make. Because it's these films where they don't have to feature people of color at all. And I think that's a privilege in and of itself. Because people of color don't get that opportunity very much. It's very rare that we have any media where it doesn't feature some white person in some way. Little Bird is this coming-of-age story of this young girl, and there ain't no people of color in this effing movie. <laughs> You're it's, just, it's just a bunch of white people. And it's a cool film. And it's but- Lady Bird. Lady Bird. Okay, not Little Bird. Sorry. Because I actually enjoyed it. You know, it's a good coming of age story about this girl and her mom, but it's so white. And Greta is a very privileged filmmaker to be able to make this stuff. She shoots on film, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I get it. But after a while, you know. You seem bored with it. Yeah. I, I Like I say, I feel like there's a lot of films that don't get the recognition. Like I say, going back to Parasite, I'm super happy that that movie's getting all the love. I wish that films like Last Black Man in San Francisco were getting more love. Us. Us. Lupita. Lupita more than us. Like, let's be real. Yeah, let's. Okay. <laughs> real talk. I think Lupita. If we're gonna nominate the same actor in the same category, let's nominate Lupita. Lupita. Yeah. Like, like someone who literally did two different characters in the same film. Like, ow. Houseway. But okay. Yeah, so no, I don't think you can separate people's politics from things. I think, like you said, Tatiana, you can have a limit and you can, you know, certain people. But I think also, I want to say it was uh, Dave Chappelle who said this once, or Chris Rock, that talent supersedes morals. Like, we forgive a lot of people for having talent, you know. And if as long as your talent is at a certain level, people will always forgive you. 
when you like that was the thing. Mm. R. Kelly dropped when he stopped making hits. It wasn't that because he, of what he was doing because this this when all of this stuff about what he was doing was first revealed was it early two thousands or nineties? No, he was popping. This no, no, man, like, no, I know he was popping, but I mean like or nineties. It still was 90s. the nineties. Yeah, still nineties. No, no, but but no, when it started Pied coming Piper. out about what he was doing with, oh, yeah, with young no, women, 90s. it was the nineties. Nineties. Oh wow! Like that's the thing. The man when he switched to that Pied Piper stuff. So people, so you're telling on, me people let, knew let me, about what he was doing me, with little with women, you, young be, girls in the '90s. Let me explain to you because you're a little, you you might have missed this. All right, you might not have realized the audacity of R. Kelly. All right, <laughs> no, I, the no yeah, R. Kelly got called out for messing with little young women, girls, girls. He got called out for it. Everyone knew it. This man decided to start wearing a mask and calling himself the Pied Piper. Which I know the, the and had story about the tons Pied Piper. of hits as the Pied Piper. People did not give a shit because the songs were banging. Yikes. Like that's how ridiculous it was. And I was sitting there at the time as a DJ, having you know young women, young men, everyone come up to me, yo, 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 what's up? You gonna play that new kills? And I'm like, yo. This- but in their defense, like for example, like early 2000s, we talking because by that time, that's when I was hearing and listening yep. to that type of music. I didn't know the backstory behind that. Everyone did. People of my adults generation did. These are knew. adults coming up to me. Kids. These are me, adults. Did I did not know. I still to this day have a best friend in Houston who will fight for R. Kelly. Jesus. Oh my. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. I'm not gonna name you on the show, bro. I don't think you're <laughs> listening anyway, but yeah. You I mean, we'll fight for R. Kelly, fam. The last I was like not last but, time. But like, like how can you and just not just <laughs> Kelly, but everyone else. Just at, at this point where now it's like you can't even hide from it. Even if you try to avoid it, it comes out. Social media, 24-hour news. How, and now there's no way you don't know these things. No, that's not true. For for high-profile things yes. like R. Kelly, once the shit is out in the open, how then do you continue to defend these people? Now, granted, there's still things people don't like. I, like you, you literally just blew my mind what you said about Prince. I had no idea. Yeah. So okay. Um, uh, there was a secondary question. Um, Lupita, what we just mentioned, that Lupita got snubbed big time by the Oscars. And what? Uh, wait, wait. What reasons do you think that Avengers Endgame didn't get any nominations? Um, well, one because historically the Oscars ignore things like horror and uh, quote unquote comic book movies. Uh, I thought, and in fact, I thought Endgame got like special effects. They didn't get that. Yeah, they got special yeah. effects. Yeah. So I mean. Clearly, that's not enough. But um, it also goes back to what Ben was saying earlier about who's voting for these things. Mm-hmm. Who, who, what information and understanding or knowledge do they have of these films? And it's such a broken system in the first place. Yeah, and also, Endgame isn't one of those things like Joker where it tried it. Like Joker, from the moment you know it was conceived, everything. If yes. you even read the script in the very beginning of it. He has this blur where he's like, this is not a comic book movie. Yeah, we gonna it, was, make it was a comic book movie, bro. Yeah, it was a straight up comic book movie because that's how I made a billion dollars, fam. But, like, yeah. y'all went to Wayne Manor, bro. Bro, you showed the pearls <laughs> that snaps <laughs> off of Martha <laughs> Wayne. You the had, Wicked Witch of the East, bro. You had to show that effing scene again. Yo, I was sitting there in the theater. Like, when when he said, you know, when they, like, first of all, why the fuck is Bruce? Yo, all right, hold up. One moment in the movie, I love when Bruce punched that in the, in the mouth. No, I mean, not Bruce, when not the dad, Bruce. when the dad punched my man in the mouth in the <laughs> bathroom. Yo! I was man. rolling. Ah. 
I'm like, everybody's scummy. Everybody's scummy. That's like Uncut Gems. Have you seen Uncut Gems? I have. I That was a very thing, difficult thing to say. Yo, through. when my man was in the, with the tissues in his nose, when he's, I had, a, when she's like, I had a bad day too. Yo, I was crying, fam. I mean, <laughs> yo, was, sitting in my seat, rolling. I couldn't stop laughing. Oh, my God. <laughs> but anyway, that is, is for... I almost said comments I caught. That's it for the Guap is Extra Geekly Asked Questions segment. If you have a question about geek culture, pop culture, or anything in between, hit us up. Contact at 4ownerds.com. You can also hit us up on the interwebs. You will see us do Guac posts. But really, you can ask us at any point um, on at 4ownerds on IG, Facebook, and the Twitters. Uh, and we're going to have a new form put up on the website because I know it's been down for a couple of days. Um, it was it was fucking up our stuff, so we had, we had to fix that. But, yes, you can still always hit us up, like I said, contact at 4Nerds. And if you're on a certain tier on our Patreon page, you get a guaranteed guac question no matter what. And if you're a patron you just feel like asking us a question that just pops in your head, you could just send a message. We read all messages. Word up. So thank you for all those questions. Thank you for everybody for sending them in. And since you just mentioned it, and it's been a minute, it's time for Comic Psychopt. That's right. That's Comics I Copped, C-O-P-P-E-D, for those not fluent in Ebonics. <laughs> where we discuss. Do people even say Ebonics anymore? I don't it's think A-V-E. so. I just, I just, I mean, just saying that word just now made me like, yo, that was shout out to Big L, rest in peace, Ebonics, yeah, Ebonics. But yeah, comics I copped where we talk about all the comics that we copped that we're reading that we're buying. New old doesn't matter. Let me know. Use that hashtag, y'all. Please use the hashtag. Thank you for everybody out there using that hashtag week after week. It's New Comics Wednesday, a lot of new stuff out. Um, um, as far as new stuff, I'm a little behind. Been still reading Dawn of X, which is all the X-Men books that came out of House of X and Powers of X. Which I need to pick up. They're varying quality. Oh, no! Yeah. Me. I mean, like I said, it's a lot of books. There's six... But no, you said varying quality. Yeah, var- they vary in quality. There are six X-Men books currently being published by Marvel... After House of X, Powers of X, uh, Excalibur, X-Force, New Mutants, X-Men, Fallen Angels, Marauders. And all of this is in Dawn of X. All of this comes out of Dawn of X and is continuing the story. And they're very in quality. I'm really enjoying Marauders, X-Force, New Mutants, and X-Men. I fell off of Fallen Angels already. Sorry, folks. I might go back when it hits trade. And uh, I'm missing the last. Excalibur is cool. It's, you know, I'm not really blown away by that either, but still reading it. Um, X-Men is the one that's written by Jonathan Hitman, and he's also co-writing New Mutants. I think X-Men and X-Force might be my favorites so far. Yeah. Okay. They're cool, though. Not, you know, not like not my picks of the week. As far as my picks of the week, I definitely have been reading a lot of different stuff. So I wanted to give a shout-out to the trade paperback of Peter Cannon, which is by Kieran Gillen. And the artist on it is Casper Wingingard. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it looks like it's Swedish. I can't, I'm not sure about that last name. But Peter Cannon is an old character from what I understand. And this is like a new story featuring him. It's kind of a tribute to Watchmen in a way. I mean, not in a way. It is straight up a tribute to Watchmen, the comic book. It's interesting. Um, I I really enjoyed it. It's trying to breaking down Watchmen and kind of doing what Kieran Gillen is usually talking about, where he wants people to do new things 
and not do the same old comics. But it actually begs the question, and I'm going to talk about this on Twitter probably, because he talks about how since Watchmen came out, came out, which is now 32 years ago, so much of the comics industry constantly apes it and constantly tries to recreate it or pay homage to it and just all this stuff. And he's like, yo. And I think the reason behind that is because so much of the comics industry is still white men. Like I feel like because there's not I seem a lot to see a of, pattern in every industry. <laughs> yeah, because because I feel like there's not a lot of variance in the voices that a lot of these voices still think of Watchmen as the pinnacle. While I think of Watchmen as one of the illest comic books ever made. Yeah, no, it is. There's no denying that. It's like okay. like technically it's one of the illest comic books ever made. No, but pinnacle, you said. Yeah, it's it's, it's top the pinnacle five. of all comics. No, is is Watchmen the pinnacle of all comics? Top five. You know, and that's just de- de- depends on what order, you know, you want to put them in at any okay. given moment. Okay. Yeah, it's up there. Like, technically, it's just stunning. But, and emotionally, it gets to me. But mm. there's so many other stories that it does not include. Mm. You know, it, it's, a ve- it's a very limited perspective. Mm-hmm. And it's a very limited perspective of looking at comic books, even, because it's a reflection of what came before it in terms of comics. But I still feel like that re- perspective is that of white men. And Peter Cannon is more the same, as much as I enjoyed it. And I think Kieran Gillen's such a brilliant writer. You know, I always recommend everybody, Wicked and Divine, go listen to our interview with him, one of my favorites we've ever done. Read any of his fucking books, Die, all that. But mm-hmm. I also still feel like that this reverence for Watchmen and this need to constantly break it apart comes from the fact that the comics industry isn't diverse enough. And so speaking of diverse, a book that I've talked about before, but I want to bring up again is Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me by Mariko Tamaki with art by Rosemary Valero O'Connell. I've heard a lot of people talk about that. Yo, this shit's fucking phenomenal. Uh, Shout outs to anyone comics. I was in there one day and I was just like, yo, I need something new. And the person behind the desk was like, yo, check this book out. It's a book about relationships. I did not realize at the time that it's a book about a queer relationship. And most of the characters in the book are queer, for that matter. You said you did not realize. No, I didn't. And when I saw Laura Dean, you know, I oh, thought... Oh, you mean from the title alone. From the title alone, I did oh. not realize this. You know, I saw Laura Dean. I thought Laura Dean was a woman, you know, and then this is a dude, you know, talking about Laura Dean keeps breaking up with me. Mm-hmm. And I was wrong. It's two young women in high school who are in this toxic, toxic-ass relationship. Laura Dean is a toxic-ass person. Oh, future. Okay. Huh? Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so it features their relationship. And I, man, like I said this on Instagram, I wish I had a book like this when I was in high school because I was the type of, I was a emotional ass, suck ass Pisces who dealt with a lot Scott of- Scott the Sip Summers! Oh, you know, my hero <laughs> who dealt with a lot of toxic ass people and didn't realize they were toxic and didn't realize that my own actions led me back into these toxic relationships yep. and how it affected your relationships with your friends, with your family, everything this book covers it. Yo, this shit is so fire, yo. Like, I'm so in love with this book. Um, I just recommend it to everybody. I'm going to be following both of these people and everything they do. I saw Mariko had another book I'm going to pick up soon. And I cannot wait for this uh, person, Rosemary O'Connell, to blow up because this art is so stupid. Like, Mm. it's so good at capturing emotions, at showing the variance of people. Like, when they're having a conversation... Just the little bits of life are so good. And then mm-hmm. the design, everything, man. This, it's one of my favorite books I've read in a long time. 
Like, I'm just so in love with this book, and I want everybody to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up today. Yes, please do. It's so fire, yo. I'm so hype off this joint. Um, and then last but not least, definitely is the war, of Re- the war of Re- the war of the realms. There we go. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. the, the war <laughs> of the realms trade paperback by Jason Aaron with art by Russell Dowderman. Uh, Jason Aaron has been writing Thor for like ten years. No, oh. yeah, I've read bits and pieces of his run, and it's been fire. You know, like if you read any of this man's run, it's all been fire. He's been writing Thor for like 10 fucking years. And it's fire, you know? Like, I, I remember when I first moved to Cali, I read uh, a bunch of it there. It's dope. But The War of the Realms is his culmination. I haven't been reading it in a while, but you can still pick up this trade and jump right in. It's basically it's basically about this character, Malekith, the accursed, uh, he, the uh, elf from um, yeah, Dark yeah. World. Yes, yes, yes. He's a dope person in the comics. You know, the movie did him no justice. He's always been one of my favorite Thor villains. And it's about him putting on this big war against all the realms. Asgard, Midgard, the, there's ten other realms, mm-hmm. the, the ice realm, yeah, yeah et cetera, that are connected by the tree. And so it's him putting on this big war. It is big superhero Marvel action. There are dwarves in war machine armor at one point. So like fantasy Odin gets modernity and all this stuff. Okay. Yeah, Odin gets an Iron Man armor. You know, it, it's just... It's utter ridiculousness. You know, Marvel comics turned up all the way to 11. I like it. Oh, I love it. Like, you know, if you just want something that is just dope, superheroes, dope, the art. Yo, this dude, Russell Donnerman's a beast. Like, big-ass fights, and, you know, the art is sick in these fights. He reminds me of one of my favorites, Arthur Adams. Dope. Like, I say, I haven't been reading this Jason Darren run, but you can jump, you can pick up this trade and just read it, and you will get some really dope superhero shit. Straight up and down, out of nowhere, fire. Oh, and I just realized the colorist is Matthew Wilson. Hey, we yeah. know who that is. Yeah, yeah. One, one of the best in the business. And just a fire-ass book for Marvel, y'all. I love it. And Jason Aaron has been killing it on Thor. You can go back and read any of his earlier stuff. But I highly recommend The War of the Realms trade paperback. Great read. Pick it up. And that is it for comics I cop this week. Fire. While we wind down this episode, I yep. wanted to make sure we really quickly talked about the trailers that came out this week. And you got a review of a movie, week. a little movie. Actually, can't. I think the embargo sold up. I, no, I the embargo I, dropped. I, this, yeah. I, as well, a, I know the full review. Nobody's full reviews are out yet. Well, they're dropping. People are. Yeah, I think so. The embargo as of was last today. night. No, oh no, today. Okay. So, yeah, the reviews are all over Twitter. Okay, good. Yeah, it's I, all over. There. I looked last night, and I and and everybody, generally good is what I'm seeing. Um, I agree. It's it's in general good. We, in the we sense gotta let of, them know what we're talking about. We're talking about Bad Boys Three, yeah. Bad Boys for Life. It's called yes. Who, which you would think it was Bad Boys Four to use the number four Bad Boys for Life, a la you know Fast and Furious, but you know that's neither here nor there. But yes, yes Bad Boys for Life. Um, it's listen, they did they were smart about it. They did not stray from the previous Michael Bay, uh, formula. Of you know the super slow, big action, super big, super shots. big action, three sixty shots. Um, the the only thing that has changed is they've they've replaced rampant sexism with rampant violence. It's just the violence got like if the sexism was that like you know if these are it uh, was already so violent. Oh boy, <laughs> boy is it even more violent. Um, but my thing is look, 
if you go in with the understanding that you're going to see bad boys like you remembered bad boys, like if you go in, what I'm saying is don't go in there thinking this is going to be some new, different take mm-hmm. on it. No, they stick to the formula. It works. Yep. Uh, uh, Martin and, and Will are clearly older. Um, but you know, it's not like, oh man, they too old to be doing this. It doesn't feel like that. It's just, and plus they even play at it in the movie a lot. So listen, you're going to, if you enjoy Bad Boys franchise, because it is a franchise at this point, you're going to enjoy the movie. It was entertaining at points. It was very stupid at points. It was very loud and obnoxious at points, but that's also what Bad Boys has always been. I like things that that are what they say they are, <laughs> you know, or, 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 you know, you know, they, they, they come off one way and they, and they own it. Like, yeah, we know that we're obnoxious and loud and violent and rude. And this is what it is. And that's exactly what this is, but you're still gonna, most people who go in there with that understanding will enjoy it and you'll be fine with it. There's still lots of things that don't make sense. None of the movies really make sense. There is a, for some people, there is a market absence of Gabrielle Union, and mm. when and people have been asking Will and uh, Martin about that, like wh- what happened to her? How come she's not in it? Because she was a major character in the last one, and they just said she just didn't fit in the story. Like that's they literally just gave a very plain, straightforward answer. She didn't fit in this story, but of course, Will being Will, he was like, but that don't mean she may not fit in Bad Boys Four. So. <laughs> So obviously, you know, they're trying to set things up for sequels. They 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 basically doing the reboot stuff for the new generation. Um it's it's enjoyable. You know, it is what it is. It's again outlandish shit all throughout. All right, I got two questions. First, yeah. Bad Boys 2 is like the first film I saw in theaters where I was disturbed by the violence. I remember walking out Oh, like, you're going to Oh, if if you thought Bad Boys 2 was disturbing violence, you're in. So for many it. people get shot in the face in Bad Boys. You're 2. in for it. All More I'm than that. Is, all I'm saying is you're in for it. More if you than the thought shot Bad Boys face? Two was too, I'm not gonna tell you how people get got. <laughs> I'm not gonna because I'm not gonna do that to nobody. Um, it's just and like I said, and that's why I'm being very careful yep. not to give no spoilers or nothing. If 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 you, it's the level of violence has been turned up. Okay. Second question, without spoiling it though. Are there any celebrity cameos yes. as good as Dan Marino's in Bad Boys 2? I was too young to really care about Dan Marino. Yeah, but it was so just, I don't know remember how they take his Cadillac? No, <laughs> like, Dan, I don't remember oh, any well, Dan Marino's, I, And I didn't go back and watch the older movies. In the second one, Dan Marino was doing a test drive for a Cadillac. Uh, they need his Cadillac. You know, it's a Cadillac commercial, basically. They okay. take it, it gets shot the fuck up. And they bring it back? No, but at one oh. point he's like, yeah, Dan Marino really should buy this car, oh. but not this one. <laughs> oh, like... I thought you were just asking if there are any cameos. Yes, there are celebrity cameos. If, as far as if it's on that level, I, I don't really... Are they any good? All right. They're in there. Yeah, okay. They're in there. Yep. Bad Boys <laughs> for Life in theaters this week, folks. You, you have listen, y'all. It's gonna be the number one movie this weekend. Yeah. If you just want to go have some mindless good fun, you pr- you probably be. Fine. I see Star Wars, and the Star Wars just got knocked off by something else was number one this weekend. Let's look at the box office. Yeah, because something else just not Star Wars off this weekend. What was it? Right, uh, nineteen seventeen. Oh, that's right. Which I see. I didn't go to. I saw that. Um, I have a screener of that as well. Mm. That's actually in like. I uh, that's up for best director, best everything. I think best director nineteen seventeen should take it because it's a continuous one shot film. Where yeah, for real though. It, yo, it's it's they did it. I've I heard mean, up some, to forty some, shots. There has to be some. Yeah, to be but it does not look like it. It's a technical f and achievement, yo. That movie is like I would recommend going seeing that on a big screen because that shit is ill. Like, the way it's shot, the way it's done is very... I did not think it was that good of a movie. 
I didn't feel emotionally attached to anything in it. It's yet another war movie where people right. die. Yeah, but you know there are some war movies that get me still. Like what was the one? Um, I really liked uh, Christopher Nolan's one with um, my man in a mask with Bane in it. <laughs> I'm mad that that was your <laughs> interpretation of Bane. He's wearing a mask in that movie too. I can't uh, Bastille. I think was, I, I can't remember. That. Yeah, but that was a good one. This one emotionally didn't get me, but well worth seeing. Not, not, yeah, 1917's number one, followed by Rise of Skywalker, followed yeah. by Jumanji Next Level, and other So guys. I could see Bad Boys taking that. I could see Oh, Bad Boys definitely taking that. Yeah, I could see that taking that. And if it doesn't, it will be very close to 1917. Yeah, very close. Yeah, but, but 1917 already had its number one weekend, yeah, so... Yeah, and I don't think cycle, it's got legs like that. The cycle's gonna move forward. No. Um, All right, so... Yeah. In some other news, as we wrap this up, the Bloodshot trailer dropped the second one starring Vin Diesel... Um, yeah, it looks cool. <laughs> Ho-hum was the comment Ben yeah, left I, on I, his notes. Um, listen, I don't know shit about Bloodshot. I don't. Yeah. So, it's, it, it, again, this this type of story has been done many times before. Regardless of where it comes in a timeline of t- stories like this, yep. like if it was the first and people bite off of it or, no, or vice it versa, it it's the same stuff. <laughs> it's just like, this man has been reprogrammed to think everybody his enemy, but when in reality, it's all a trick. It's a trap. Like, yeah. all right, we get it. Yeah. Um, it's a Vin Diesel movie. Yeah. So it's kind of it. Uh, it almost feels a little one note. Yeah. As a typical Vin Diesel stuff. Um, but like I said, I also don't know the history of Bloodshot and and the story behind it. So it'll be cool to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not like, oh my god, I gotta see this tomorrow. No, I don't. Nah, nah. I'll probably watch it though on like. Um, I'll keep that to myself. I'll probably watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know. Hopefully, we get that preview pass so we can let yeah. y'all know about it. Yeah. I'm I'm a fan of the Valiant comic books. Bloodshot is like my least favorite, probably though. Mm-hmm. Not, I mean, not, I mean, it's cool, but never one I hunted down. So I always wondered why they wanted to start with this. They're allegedly going to do this comic book Harbinger Net Harbinger Nets. That's be the next one, and I like that a lot more. So hopefully, this does do well, so they can mm-hmm. continue this Valiant universe. Speaking of blood, what did you think about Morbius trailer? Oh, there we go. Nice uh, transition. Um, it was there, you know. <laughs> oh, shout out to Ty the robot who was like, uh, they could have kept that. Yeah, I I'm like one of the people who like Jared Leto. I just don't, you know. You don't fuck with Jared? Not especially. Really? Yeah. I like him generally speaking, but yeah, generally I guess there's never been a movie of his where I've been like, yes, you know, Jared Leto. You know, <laughs> yeah, I can't think of it. Yeah, I uh, liked him in um, was it Dallas Buyers Club? Yes. Yeah, but yeah, yeah there's never been a movie where I'm like, yes. And Morbius as a character is like, yo, it looks compared when you do side by side comparison the comics. Yeah, it the, looks the, good. The stuff that they showed looks good. But he just Morbius, like you I, know, it's like the living vampire. Like dude is always so yeah. wet to me. But but you know, this is two things that come with this: the fact that they decided to go in this direction. Like I guess maybe DC's trying to go uh the, the dark route again. Like, no, this Sony. Uh, sorry, not yeah, Sony. DC. Excuse me. Sony's trying to go the dark route. Well, they did Venom. So with now Venom this, and yeah. all that stuff. Like these anti-hero routes. Like, yes. We talked about that. And then I left a comment on the on our IG page like and and still how I feel like I'm less interested in Morbius himself versus the integration of Morbius spawn uh not spawn sorry oh my yeah. god I'm I'm thinking ahead oh yeah. my god of Morbius, of Morbius Venom. Venom and Spider-Man like I want to see how they're going to really make this work and as far as we know this is happening in the timeline like after the after Far From Home 
Well, it seems to be because I everyone's seen uh, the trailer. There's a poster in the background of Spider-Man, which seems to have been taken from Spider-Man PS4 and features the Tobey yeah. Maguire costume. Yeah. But, and I was like, well, who is that? I'm like, as far as I know, it's Tom Holland's. Yeah, so a lot of people are saying that should be a placeholder, and in an actual movie, you might see Tom Holland's face or whatever. But... You know, it says murderer because Tom has been exposed and called the murderer and, of... And, okay, well, Sony is not above doing the Marvel stuff, which is changing stuff from the trailers to oh, yeah. the movie, so... I can see that. Yeah, so, like, to your point, yeah, they may change that poster altogether. Who knows? And then at the very end of the trailer, the Vulture shows up, Michael Keaton shows up. I, well, we don't 100% even know if he's playing the Vulture. It could be a... Bait and switch. Right. I just assumed yes. it, it, it looks like the vulture to me. Yeah. But because it's because it's him and you know, and again, like I said, the other ties to Spider-Man and stuff, but mm-hmm. it could be, as you say, a bait and switch. I, but then also that's a very prominent bait and switch. I don't yeah, know. I, I don't feel think like they, they wouldn't what I do it's think too is prominent so, to switch that. I do feel like that is going to be the end credit scene of the film, though. I don't feel I feel like that's to come after the f- movie. Because in this movie, it seems like they're setting it Why up. Why would they then spoil the end credits by doing by putting it in a trailer? This is Sony, folks. You know, uh, this is why we don't have nice things at Four Owners. It's yeah. why we can't go to no Sony screens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they try to play me at every school. Sony screen. Yeah, they did it again yeah. the so, other night. So. I believe it. So there we go. So yeah, we'll be looking forward to Morbius. Hopefully, we don't get played on that one. Jeez, but right. um, yeah, you know. Is yeah. what it is. Yeah. Um. Harley Quinn trailer two. I'm excited. I'm for that. excited. Yeah. I'm there. Yeah. Day that, one. Yeah. Day one. I love the colors. I, and I and I seeing more of the film. I love to see that these colors are being kept up. The cinematography seems to be like these really bright colors plus really dark at the same time. It's very Harley Quinn's. Yeah. Mind. Very. Very. The, yeah. Yeah. The mind of Quinn. Yeah. So yeah. I'm I'm with it. And I mean, was there any other major contrast? Trailer? That's the word I'm looking for, oh, folks. Contrast. Yeah. yeah. Contrast. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that stupid. <laughs> 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 <laughs>